You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Tuesday, in case you missed the news, it is now officially official. Tom Brady is retiring. Adam Schefter just exhaled. (laughs) Tom Brady has retired. Yeah, he got it right. Yeah, just kind of postponing the inevitable. Now, if you're Jim Gray and you do your podcast last night with Tom, do you feel a little slighted here? And I, if I'm Jim, I reach out to Tom and go, Tom, can we do another podcast tonight? <laughs> because Tom uh, talked about going through the process. Well, here's, here's a, a portion of the interview last night on the Let's Go podcast where Tom said that he was not going to rush, that he has a timeline. Do you have a timeline? I don't know. I know when the time's right. So like I've always said, it's, you know, I'm very blessed to play as long as I had, you know, as, as, as things have gone on in the later parts of my career, whether that was five years ago or, you know, even this year, you know, there's a lot of interest in when I'm going to stop playing. And I understand that. I don't, it's not that I don't recognize that just when I, when I know I'll know. And when I don't know, I don't know. And I'm not going to, you know, race to some conclusion about that. Do you think Tom knew last night when Jim asked that question? That's what I want to know. <laughs> because I'm going to guess Jim knew last night that Tom was going to retire. The question is when. But Jim had to go through the process of asking those questions. But, you know, you have the podcast with Tom and you could have made the announcement then. You wait until the next day. Yes, Todd. Now, if the podcast was called Let's Wait... Then you would have had to have waited till okay. later today to do it. Or could. let's go. Come on. What's the answer? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Yours is better than mine. As well, always. We, you got to come up with a new name for the podcast because they're not going anywhere anymore. Like, yeah. let's go walk at the mall. Yeah. You know, let's, go to, let's go to the early bird. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Todd. I was going to give you our now dated poll results. That could be fun. Like I did the dated limerick. Did okay. I make that noise again? Yeah, you do. I don't understand what's going on. Okay. I would bet a week's pay that by the end of this month, Tom Brady's retired 43.5%. <laughs> both 42%. We'll get to what the both means. Neither 8%. Jim Harbaugh is an NFL head coach, 7%. Okay. Your dated poll results. All right. Uh, Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network has been uh, on this Jim Harbaugh story. He'll join us coming up here in a minute. Also, hand size. Hand size at the Senior Bowl, Kenny Pickett may have small hands. Wow. We are jumping the gun on hand size season. You see, it's a couple of months from now. My God, how big is his hands? What? They're small. Tom Brady had small hands, I believe. Do you have the numbers here, Pauline? Of course. Tom Brady hand size, I have that... Do you Anytime know, you ask. There were there are quarterbacks who were trying to do exercises Come on. to get their hands bigger. So, you know, when they measure that that you're getting a little more flexibility. And I guess Kenny Pickett has some kind of thumb that can uh, he's double jointed. <laughs> Is that a good thing to be double jointed? I have no idea. You know what would concern me about Kenny Pickett? I think he's going to be 25 when he gets into the NFL. That would concern me, not how big or small his hands are. I have Tom Brady's combine numbers. He His hand size was 9.38. That put him in the lower third of all quarterbacks in his draft class, 9.38. Mm-hmm. I did a look at it, and anytime you're under 9.5, it seems like there's stories written that it's on the smaller side. Yeah. Brady also ran a 5.28 40-meter dash, 40-yard dash, <laughs> which was the second slowest of all quarterbacks at the combines. He had, if you combined all the measurables together, 
He was the least athletic quarterback at his combine. They actually did a, a, a rating of it. Oh. <laughs> Seven Super Bowls later. Yeah, I know. See, that's where you can talk yourself into or out of somebody. Uh, whatever Belichick saw, uh, and I don't know if he's fully explained it, because when you watch Brady at Michigan, you just saw a, a good college quarterback. But, you know, whatever Belichick saw and thought that he could mold Tom into, I mean, that's that's incredible. It really is. But, you know, you start to look at these quarterbacks and then you're going, uh, I don't know. It's, I always go back to Mahomes, gunslinger, Favre-like. And I just thought if you watch him play, like you would go, that's the guy in the backyard who quarterbacks for both teams. He's that good. I mean, Jeff George probably had incredible measurables. Uh, uh, who was the uh, Jamarcus Russell? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike Mayak said that's his best pro days ever yes. seen. I mean, we talk ourselves in and out of these players. Let's bring in Tom Pelissero. He's covering the, uh, the Senior Bowl. The NFL Network provides live coverage of that. It's uh, Saturday at 2.30 Eastern. This Kenny Pickett hand size, Tom, I mean, it's worth bringing you on just to talk about it. I mean, how controversial is this at the Senior Bowl? Dan, I think we've got one uh, hand size story every year with the quarterbacks in the NFL draft. You remember a couple of years ago, uh, Joe Burrow at the Combine after his measurement tweeted something along the lines of, I've decided to retire from football because the ball's going to slip out of my, my tiny baby hands. <laughs> Uh, you know, with, with Kenny Pickett, it's kind of a unique deal because, you know, yes, I, I had heard the same thing. People were curious about his hand size, which is pretty standard, especially when a guy wears gloves on the field. That's always a tell that makes makes scouts think uh, this guy might not have particularly big hands. What I didn't know until I sat down with Pickett uh, first thing yesterday morning here in Mobile was he's got uh, double-jointed thumbs. So his thumb actually kind of, if you think about pressing your thumb into the palm of your hand, that's kind of like the resting position for him. Uh, it obviously doesn't impact him throwing the football, but if you're talking about splaying out your hand and measuring it from thumb to pinky, you might get potentially short chains uh, in your measurement. So he did not get his hand measured here, uh, but you know his explanation was pretty simple, which is I'm gonna you know do some extra exercises, you know basically roll the thing out, which is something that quarterbacks do. As silly as it sounds, you roll out your hand uh, to make sure that you're getting uh, you know close to nine inches, and he'll get an accurate measurement at the combine in a month or so. But is this a big deal for some teams? It's it's a consideration, you know. I think especially for the cold weather teams, you always hear that that in colder weather it can be harder to grip the football if you've got you know smaller hands. Uh, everybody would love to have a Brett Favre ten and a quarter inch meat hook, but as long as you're on the plus side of nine inches, generally that's going to be uh, sufficient for teams. Now, if you know, somebody measures in well below the line, just like any other measurable, if your your height, your weight, your speed, whatever is just so far below the line, uh, that's going to raise some questions. But again, we we've seen guys with with not huge hands uh, have success in the NFL. Uh, you know, there's guys like Baker Mayfield. There's smaller quarterbacks who have huge hands. You know, is that Save Baker Mayfield from ever fumbling in Cleveland? No. You know, is it the, the end-all, be-all? It's one of many traits, but it's it's always a, an interesting one to uh, hone in on at, at these times of year. All right, help me understand. You uh, reported Harbaugh is going to go visit the Vikings tomorrow. Help me understand, like, you have National Signing Day. 
and it's like they're let Michigan's letting him go flirt with somebody to see if he or they fall in love together. I, I I'm just I'm trying to find the logic in this from Michigan's side of this, and maybe even Jim Harbaugh. Well, Jim Harbaugh, if you go back a year, Dan, took a pretty substantial pay cut on his new deal. Uh, he was one of the, I believe, one of the lower-paid Power Five uh, coaches making in the $4 million range last season. Then he ends up making a, a run to the college football playoff. So there was always going to be some sort of a, a reckoning that happened after the season contract-wise, whether that was Michigan you know, boosting him up into that $10 million range that most of the top coaches are at, or uh, Jim doing what he's done over the past several months now, which is, you know, really since uh, Michigan clinched its spot in the playoff and they had their, you know, that whatever it was, several week gap, he was in touch with NFL people. Those rumors started in December. And one of the people that Harbaugh is close to in the NFL now is Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, who is the Vikings new general manager. Harbaugh gave him his first job uh, back in 2013 in San Francisco when uh, Adolfo Mensa was a, you know, was a commodities trader and they hired him as an analyst with the 49ers. They developed some type of relationship during that time. And so the expectation within the league was that uh, if Harbaugh got a job, Adolfo Mensa would probably come with him. Well, now you've got the flip scenario where uh, Kwesi's in Minnesota. He, he's a big supporter of Jim Harbaugh. They reached out. They got permission to... Uh, speak with him, gauge his interest on Saturday, and it's now pushed to the point that the plan is for Harbaugh to fly into Minnesota and interview on Wednesday. I mean, until Harbaugh actually gets to the Vikings facility, Dan, I feel like there is some level of a George Costanza driving to the Poconos thing going on here where it's like, I'm really going to do it, guys. I'm really going (laughs) to go to the NFL. And you just wonder, you know, what potentially could happen. But we're 24 hours away from that being – uh, a real thing. I mean, it's absolutely a consideration for the Vikings. They interviewed Kevin O'Connell again yesterday. He's in the mix. Patrick Graham, the Giants defensive coordinator, is in Minnesota today. Uh, those are really your finalists at this stage, but you would think if Harbaugh sets foot on that plane, he's doing it with the intention to try to get a deal done in Minnesota. But I'm trying to also understand the Dolphins here because if Stephen Ross doesn't want to take Harbaugh away from his alma mater – but if he knows Harbaugh wants to go back to the NFL, he doesn't want Harbaugh to go to the Vikings. He would want him to go to the Dolphins, wouldn't he? You would certainly think that. And Stephen Ross, you're right. I mean, that's, that's, this has been going on for, you know, basically since Jim Harbaugh got to the University of Michigan, which was people asking Stephen Ross if he was going to hire him. And Ross, who has his name on practically every building in Ann Arbor, uh, you know, repeatedly saying he wasn't going to be the one to bring him back. Absolutely. The the dynamic changes when it becomes real. But, you know, I, I would tell you, um, you know, many of us have chased this throughout the week, the possibility that, um, you know, they could, that the Dolphins could get in the mix for Jim Harbaugh to this point. Uh, personally substantiated that that is a front burner uh, thought for them right now. They've got interviews later this week with Mike McDaniel, the 49ers offensive coordinator, uh, and Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, those two guys are squarely in the mix. And based on these next 48 to 72 hours, exactly how this plays out. Great stuff as always, Tom. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Dan. That's Tom Pelissero, NFL Network insider, checking on hand size at the Senior Bowl. And the Harbaugh situation, I just wonder, like once you get in, and I'm going to read between the lines of what Tom is saying, that if he gets on that plane and gets to the Vikings facility, now it's on. Now it's real. But 
I have to believe if you're the Dolphins and you know that Jim Harbaugh wants to leave, then why wouldn't you offer him the job as the Dolphins head coach? Because I thought when they fired Brian Flores, they knew who they were hiring at the time. Maybe that's not the case. Uh, a couple of phone calls here. Derek in Indiana. Hey, Derek, what's on your mind today? Hello, Dan. Longtime listener, six foot, 200. I have um, a potential poll question. Is there any chance that Brady can do one of those one-day sign-and-retires with New England to retire a Patriot? I guess he can. I don't know if he will or would. I mean, we see this all the time. I, I don't know what his relationship is. Um, I'm going to guess when he has his press conference that he'll mention his Patriot days. He should. But I don't know if he goes, you know what? They didn't want me. You know, why do I want to go back there and retire as a Patriot? I don't know. I don't know. A couple of uh, other phone calls here. Cameron in Indiana. Hey, Cam, what's on your mind? Yeah, hey, so here's what I've got for you guys. Uh, let me just start off by saying Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. And how do we know that? It's because Harbaugh's going to Michigan. If he wasn't going to, if he wasn't going to Green, I'm sorry, Harbaugh is going to Green Bay, and if he wasn't going to Green Bay, he'd be in another win situation at Michigan. If Rodgers leaves Green Bay, the division's wide open again, and Harbaugh can make himself relevant by winning the NFC North next year. All right. Well, thank you, Cameron. Correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> we we had guys going places I didn't know they were going. Yeah, John Harbaugh going to the Bears in another sentence. Something or two. like that. Yeah. Uh I I don't know if Jim Harbaugh goes, uh, if Rogers leaves, I'm gonna take the Vikings. I mean, Rogers is only gonna play two more years, maybe. But I it would be interesting if Harbaugh got the job in Minnesota. They said, Jim, why'd you take the job? Because uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to leave the Packers. And, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to win now. You know, I don't have to worry about Jordan Love. Uh, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, I, I, I got the North. I'm good. I'm good. Brady's out of the league. I'm good. Dave in Pittsburgh. Hey, Dave, what's on your mind? They call me Pittsburgh Dave, and I'm in Arkansas. But we've got different people on the phones, and we know what's going on. I want to throw out uh, Mike. You know, Seton might need some help. The weather is getting worse. We're under a winter storm watch now down here around Little Rock. So I was just kind of offering up. He needs a place to crash. I got room. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Um, that's very, very attractive offer, I'm sure, for Seton <laughs> and the French kid. But uh, I got beer. I got ether. <laughs> Chloroform. <laughs> Come on down here. I got rope. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let you stay in my dungeon. <laughs> Just <laughs> shut that door behind you. Todd, this is where you do the silence of the lambs impersonation. It places the lotion in the basket. Thank you. It places the lotion in the basket or it gets the hose again. <laughs> Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> You're about a size 14. <laughs> all I can do is set him up. If you can't knock him down, I mean, that's all I do. Yeah, Paul. I've sat in front of Todd for the better part of 15 years, and I get real nervous when he does that yes. invitation because yeah. I can't see him. I know. You have to look around. Like, oh, just one more thing, Governor. Love your suit. <laughs> 
Oh, we're going to take a break here. Take a break. Nick Wright's going to join us. Nick did not text me back. Big Chiefs fan. Game went into overtime. Hadn't started yet. I sent a text to Nick Wright. I think uh, the Bengals got the Chiefs' attention. Didn't hear back from him. Quid pro colloquies. You tell me things, I tell you things. Thank you, Todd. We'll take a break. Come back after this. Callaway engineered Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball. It didn't just make the better players better. It made everybody better. Men, women, first-timers, major winners, repeat major winners, club champs, business golfers, weekend warriors. Chrome Soft, it's designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, incredible forgiveness, but uh, better players looking for more workability. Chrome Soft X provides excellent spin consistency and tour-level short game control. Finally, Chrome Soft XLS gives you lower spin. That's the LS, and uh, that's on longer shots. Firmer feel, but you still get high spin around the greens. Chrome Soft, it has in, it's been enhanced with precision technology. It's the best ball that you can have. And there's so many different options now. When you add it all up, it's simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best. And better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans build equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. We will hear from Seton and the French kid in about 20 minutes. They're on the road. I know they were going through Cincinnati. Seton has to pay up on a bet with a, a fan from Cincinnati. He was going to take a pie to the face if the Bengals lost. Now, Seton, who went with the Chiefs, he has to take a pie to the face at some point this morning. Let's bring in uh, Nick Wright, the popular co-host on Fox Sports 1's First Things First. Before we get to the Chiefs, will you miss Tom Brady? I will, and I don't think he wants to retire, and so I don't think he should. Is the, I don't know. This is controversial, I guess. But I think there are pros and cons to anything in life. And I, up to and including being the family of Tom Brady, I think the pros are obvious and too many to list. The cons might be that for seven months of the year, your dad is very or your husband is very focused on one thing. And I think he has earned the right to put himself first in that he set a goal, Dan. There's one goal left that he has, play till I'm 45. He's one year away. He's still obviously good enough. And I feel like he's being pressured by the people he cares the most about. But I think his kids would get it. Like, it's certainly when they grow up, like, well, you know, my dad was the greatest ever at something. And I think as a kid, once you're older, you'd be like, I hope I wasn't the reason he stopped playing. So I... Did you get the impression at all that he individually won't stop playing football? Because I don't. And I think it kind of sucks that the best to ever do something isn't getting to leave on his own terms or the way a lot of other guys are forced out because they're not good enough anymore. And I think that'll gnaw at him. 
I just don't know. And, and Brady made it official on his Instagram that he is retiring a half hour ago. But I, I don't know what is left. If you're only playing because you're going to play to your 45 because you said you were going to play to your 45, like that's that's not enough motivation for me to keep going out there and going, yeah, I'm 45 each week. Hey, I'm 45. But what if it's because he loves it? I mean, let me, let me ask you I this. agree with that. Listen. I the I am especially after our last interview. You know, I was hesitant to even come on the show, but I didn't want it to seem like I was running from the Chiefs' loss. I mean, you were mean, you were bullying, you it was really you know beneath your standards of broadcasting. So I would not compare you to Tom Brady. However, if we were to expand the sports broadcasting Mount Rushmore to you know eight, nine, thirty-two people, you have a place on there somewhere. Fair enough. Why are you still doing it? You're old. You're rich. Um, I guess I have to do it as, as like a public service for for America because there's nobody who does it like I do as well as I do. And I, I think if I step down, can anybody ascend to the Right, throne? who's going to fill that void? Exactly. Right. And, and that's not fair. Who else is going to be carried on the backs of Seton and Paulie and Fritzy? It's yeah. going to be hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I do this no. for America. You do it for America. Why did Johnny Carson keep doing it? Why does, you know... There are there is an element of I just think that it is one thing if you are like the vast majority of human beings who live somewhere between mediocre average above average right in the meaty middle. It's like, my God, you know, I'm traveling every weekend. I'm never seeing my kids. I'm missing everything at my quest. It's slightly greater than mediocrity. Or uh, someone who it is. I'm going to retire 30 years younger than most people ever retire, 20 years younger. I am still competing at the highest level. My drive is what has in many ways opened up these doors. My kids will be able to walk through forever. And now I'm stopping early. Now, the counterpoint to my own argument, I guess, is he did happen to marry someone who was the Tom Brady of her field, and she walked away 10 years ago. So maybe she's like, Tommy, I already did what we're asking you to do. It just... It would, if you, if, let me ask you this, and then we can do the other stuff. I don't mean to be too probing. But if someone that you really love and care about had pushed you and pushed you to walk away when, from your career when you wanted to keep going, don't you think that would cause some tension, rift? Like that would be something that would be hard to get over? It would be for me. No, because like that I, happened I at ESPN. I was I was going to sign a five-year deal. And that morning, my wife said, you know, the kids are going to be out of the house when this deal is done. She, like, I didn't, I, she did me a favor. Because... But you didn't retire, did no, you? No, but I came home. I came home and started something out of my attic. I passed on ESPN. No one does yep. that. But I, no. thank God I did it. Because I was missing everything. Because I was so focused on ESPN... And I, my wife had the clarity to say, look, they're going to be all gone. And you have three daughters that need you. And just so you know that. But she didn't say, don't, don't sign the contract. I did that on my own where I said, I'm going to, they said, take it or leave it. I said, I'm going to leave it. And then I called her and I said, I'm coming home. She didn't celebrate like, you know, she just said, great. And then I said, no, I'm coming home. I'm quitting ESPN. 
Yeah. So, well, then listen, I and may and you and I have talked privately about, you know, when you and I got to know each other, it's because you were listening to my radio show. So you could steal your takes for your radio show because you have bigger audience. I had the better takes. So you would listen to mine at night and then you'd regurgitate. Yeah. Um, And you, you know, you and I talked about the push and pull of me doing the mornings and then morning TV and then evening radio and not being around and whatever it is. And I, you know, and you talked about, hey, it's exhausting. And I, you know, at some point you got to think about the work-life balance. And I understand, but I, I guess the way I look at it, maybe I'm wrong here, is he's still a relatively young man. He's not young in sports terms, but he's young in life. He's 45, 44. And so I don't know. I, I guess let me put a pin on it on this. If he, if he doesn't play next season, do you think he never plays again? Because if that itch, if you still have that scratch, if you still have that itch and you don't get to finally like go out on your own terms, I do wonder if he goes back. No, because he's going to be a businessman. That'll scratch the itch. It's not the same. Every every athlete who retires always thinks about, God, I could have, I should have. Why didn't I? It's really rare when an athlete retires and goes, I don't miss this at all, you know? And I, but, Tom will miss that because he played at such a high level, and he knows that he's still a you know top five quarterback and would be next year. They're just not going to win a, a Super Bowl next year. I think if if he thought that they would be better, maybe that would be the the thing that would be the launching point for his conversation with Giselle to say, I can win one more Super Bowl. I don't think he's confident that Tampa Bay is going to be that good, and that probably helped the process as well. No, that's fair. I mean, I think that the idea, you know, they were they were this close to hosting the NFC Championship game. I think they'd have beaten the Niners. Like they could have won this year's. I know that they have cap issues and all those things, but when you look at the quarterback situation in the NFC, I don't think anybody if Tom Brady announced that he's coming back, what are the Bucks? The third favorite to come out of the NFC? Rams, Packers, Bucks? Like I don't think that they're some also ran some Wobegon team. I'm not sure. I just the Again, it's it's a little awkward to discuss, but at no point did I hear Tom Brady ever be like, I'm, you know what? I've gotten my fill of football. I think, and those other guys that want to keep come back or didn't want to quit, usually, okay, that's fine and good, but nobody wants you on the team anymore because you're not good anymore. Yeah. He just had almost one MVP this year. I don't know. We're talking to Nick Wright, first things first, co-host, uh, Fox Sports 1. I text you when the Chiefs-Bengals were going into overtime. And I didn't hear back. Now, I didn't know, obviously, what the outcome was going to be. I was just saying, I think the Bengals got the Chiefs' attention. That's all I said. No, let's be fair, Dan, because let me hold on. This is going to take a moment because I have to unblock the number, and then I can (laughs) – I think the exact quote, if we're going to be fair, is, quote, I think my Bengals have your attention. Yes. End quote. You yeah. personalized it. Not the Bengals of the Chiefs' attention. You made this as a Dan Patrick versus Nick Wright thing, which is interesting because I don't, I didn't know you were. But, a I, but I did it before. I'm fan. from Cincinnati. Oh. And I oh. did this prior to the result, the end result. Good for you. I didn't do I'm it after. It. What's your point? Why couldn't you, you didn't text do it back? at halftime? Why you could- certainly didn't do it when it was 21 to 3. I wasn't. I wasn't rubbing in your face in twenty one. You could have. Why would you reach out to me when I'm at my most vulnerable? It Let was, it was overtime. You guys more. won the toss. You got the greatest quarterback in the game. You guys were going to blow out the Cincinnati Bengals, if I recall you saying. 
I just yeah, said, hey, I think we got your attention. That's all. You yeah, could have you you said, yeah, boy, they, they came back. I'm really, really surprised. Uh, boy, they got a lot more grit than I thought. Hey, Dan, a nice little team you got. Pat my head and then move on. A lot of things I could have done. Instead, I ignored you. Like, I wish I would have Fritzy's interview request. I, Dan, I was very upset. You reach, you know that I'm, you know, I've got thousands of dollars on the game. I've got reputational value worth, you know, potentially not unearned that, millions. Not that much, but on the game, couple thousand. I've got, I, I, I've got a lot. I'm from there. I have a lot riding on the game, and you, you know, managed to text me when I'm it, it, at my low lowest. I thought it was rude. I thought it was unbecoming. I thought it was bullying, much like our last interview. No, this was just to acknowledge that, hey, you guys won the toss. You got Mahomes. You're at home. You're probably going to win. I just wanted to put it out there and just say, hey, you know what? That that was a nice contest, and the Bengals, they put up a good fight. That's all. That was it. Okay. Do you think I've spent 11 minutes talking about Tom Brady's psychology because I was really interested in it or because I was trying to avoid this very topic. <laughs> I know how radio clock clocks work. All I know I is... If I filibustered long enough, we would be like, ah, we don't have time to get no, to the Chiefs. No, I'm going to blow right through the commercial break. Oh, Just keep going because the dynasty of one continues in Kansas City. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> They made me talk about that on the TV show this morning. This was the question. More likely, <laughs> Dynasty or they never win another Super Bowl? Let me ask you that. What do you think is more likely there? That they'll win another Super Bowl. Thank you. Of course it is. The poor guy, Mahomes, has one bad half. Uh, now you know what? He, he's got one good quarter in two Super Bowls. He has not played well in AFC title games. He hasn't played well in AFC title games. What? Bite your tongue, sire. I'm sorry. The 14-point comeback against the Patriots that that wasn't playing look well. Look at his numbers. The, the, he doesn't oh, have three he does, touchdowns, no picks. Hold on, I actually have the numbers without looking at them. How did three he do the no final against, two quarters against hey, the Bengals at home? You said no. I said one bad half. You then said he hasn't looked good in AFC title games. So let's actually go to the facts. Something once upon a time you used to do, <laughs> but evidently you're allergic to now. First AFC title game ever against Bill Belichick, uh, 14-point second-half comeback, uh, takes the lead in the fourth quarter, and then ties the game up with less than 30 seconds remaining when getting the ball back with 39 seconds. Then next AFC championship game, uh, down 17-7 to the Titans, comes roaring back once again, three touchdowns, no interceptions. How does he the get down AFC, all these times? How does the he next get AFC, down? Oh, I don't know. The, the next AFC, I'll tell you how he got down. The next, <laughs> next AFC championship game, uh, before he touches the ball, down nine nothing, thanks to a muffed punt, the Bills getting the ball. Um, a thirty-eight to six run once again, multiple touchdowns, no interceptions. Then he played poorly for a half. And how did he, he play in the Super? Bowl? How did he play in the Super Bowl? His, his okay, Super, well, his two so Super Bowl. Greatest, yeah, so let's talk about him. First one, the second greatest comeback in Super Bowl history seems good. I don't know. I don't no, know. no, he had Maybe one. He, he made one play. It was a broken coverage on Tyreek Hill. He almost got beat by Jimmy Garoppolo. Now we're doing almost got beat by. Okay, that's well, fun. No, that, this you're you're saying he's the greatest quarterback in the league. He almost he's the most. He's the, yeah, well, he obviously is, especially Brady retiring. Who's the best quarterback in football? Who is it? Give me a name. Well, an hour ago it was Brady. Okay, well, that's great. We live in the now, Dan. <laughs> we live in the here and the now. Okay. Who is it? 
how did how did he do against uh, Tom Brady last year? Super Bowl. Okay, we live in the heat. Oh, and the last year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm just doing some stats here. Pressured twenty nine. Okay, here's a stat for you. Take every NFL game ever played in recorded history. What quarterback was pressured the most in any single game, playoff, regular season? Uh, Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So if you want to put Joe Burrow got sacked nine times a week and a half ago and won the game. That's correct. Right. I like Joe Burrow. Let's go. How about we call a different play? How about your your genius Andy Reid? How about we call something so I don't get sacked all these times? You want to relitigate last year's Super Bowl? That's fine. We can relitigate last <laughs> year's Super Bowl. Litigate. You want to relitigate? You, you want to talk about conference championship games? How about Tom, how about your your beloved Tom Brady not throw three picks in every conference championship game he plays in? Three second half picks against the Packers somehow escapes that. Now I'm now I'm bleeping on Tom Brady. Day you're retired, but you put me in this position. <laughs> threw three picks against the Chiefs AFC championship game. One of them voided thanks to the D Ford nonsense. I, this is Brady's out than, of fingers. Brady doesn't have any fingers left for rings. I mean, come on. You can't be. Again, well, this is, I'm arguing stats with a man that doesn't know tens more than seven. I mean, what do you want from me here? Uh, he actually has three fingers left, buddy. So I sold you. No, no, no. Retired. No, no. He, oh. Giselle made him cut cut those off. Oh, so he, he wouldn't off. stay. Style. Yeah, so he wouldn't stay and say, I got to get rings for every finger. That's great. That's called, that's called, that's, uh, I'm an insider. I want the audience to know something, okay? Oh, God. I want the audience to know what compensated zero dollars for these appearances. It is on in direct conflict with very popular programming on my own <laughs> network. So I probably shouldn't <laughs> even be doing them. You won't. I've invited you to basketball. I, games. I I've will go you. to a game with you. You know what? I no, would rather go. I don't want your pity. I will. I look, I will. I will be seen with you. I will go out and let people see and they'll go. Oh, Dan Patrick's son. Man, he doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> you know what? That's another thing. You made fun of my voice last week. <laughs> the other day, not that long ago, um, when we were watching as a family Netflix and one of your <laughs> stupid cameos came on some stupid movie. Uh, hey, now, now you're going to get me mad. You can call me a bad host, bad take, bad journalist, but I'm a freaking good actor. Well, not only good actor, because here's the problem. When you came on there, I said, that's the guy I go on with. You know what my wife said? Hot. My mother of my children, love of my life, one who saved my life. He's handsome Hell, for an older fella. She Look at that. is a journalist. She's a journalist. <laughs> She's objective. I love that. Objective. I love yeah, that. That's great. I don't. I didn't love it. You know what I said? All uh, uh, Are you going to LA? CGI. No, I'm not going to LA. Oh, uh, darn it. Why? Well, you I, were going to be there? I am. I am going to be there, yeah. But I You're going to invite I, me to meet the crew? Yes, I would have you join us on set. Oh, okay. Where's your set right now? I'm just curious. Connecticut. Connecticut. Where am I right now? You're probably in Brooklyn. I'm in Manhattan. Okay. I, again, you're always taking little shots at me. Well, there's a little a little borough snobbery. No, there. no, That's no. You invited me no, to a Nets game working. in Brooklyn. Yeah. I thought maybe you lived in Brooklyn. No, no, no. That's fine. Uh, no, it's because they were in the playoffs. Th that's the other You look like you I love this. live in Brooklyn. This is, see, again. No, that's I, a hipster. I, I, that's a hipster. That's a hipster. Oh, yeah, I'm a hipster. You're that's a, a thing. <laughs> um, no, but so here's the thing, Dan. This is, I love this. Dan and I work and live within, I don't know, 45 minutes of each other. 
never see each what other. What are you? What are you doing but, Friday hey, night? I'm going to California. What are you doing Friday, Friday night? night? Yeah, hanging out with you, evidently. Do you want to go to dinner Friday night? do okay are, are you is that with you or are you just gonna give me a reser you make a reservation in my name maybe be like hey you and your wife should go uh i was gonna take my daughter out but i didn't know if you would like to go to dinner in the city i'm, I'm not trying to third wheel it with you and your daughter okay but you're such a bad guy you give a whole heartfelt <laughs> my wife told me i'm gonna miss the kids and then and then you end it with okay i guess if you you know i was already gonna be in the city with my daughter you and i will hang out another time dan it's not meant to be it's not meant to be and i'm not gonna beg thanks for coming up again why do i do this no i every time this is i regret it this is great for you your profile i mean <laughs> come on i'm gonna start paying you in crypto okay how's that okay yeah that's fine Hey, Solana has dipped, man. Now's the time. Okay. Buy it. Yeah. Solana, 97 bucks a coin. See you, buddy. Hi. Thank you, Nick. Bye. That's uh, that's Nick Wright. First things first, co-host, Fox Sports 1. You know, I'd love to go to dinner with him, but I got to spend time with the kids. I mean, that's what it's all about. All about the kids. I don't know what the hell we solved there, if anything. We'll take a break. Seton O'Connor is calling in from the road, I believe. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, I like Nick Wright. I appreciate him. I think he's very talented. I have fun with him. People are like, do you not like Nick Wright? Yes, I do. I like him a lot. By the way, find your dream in your very own upfitted Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van that you could win, the one that Seton and the French kid are taking cross-country. And you, can, uh, you have until tomorrow to enter. We have uh, close to 200,000 entries. DanPatrick.com, and you have to do so by February 2nd. Mercedes-Benz vans. Segway, and look who is joining us via Peacock. It's Seton O'Connor. Looks Yay. where? Where are you? I'm right here outside Paul Brown Stadium. I got my man Kyle with me, getting ready to get pied. Okay. Um, how was yesterday? Before you get your pie for losing the uh, Chiefs-Bengals bet. Yesterday was good. We uh, we did about 650 miles, so we didn't get to Cincinnati, but we got to Columbus. We covered a lot of ground. Um, went through Pittsburgh. It was, it was cool. What did you do in Columbus? Uh, really just ate pizza and wings and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it, dude. By the time we got there, we were like, oh. <laughs> and then, uh, so Cincinnati, you get your pie. And then yeah. going to Nashville later today, you're going to get to Memphis tonight? Yeah, the plan is to go through Nashville and get to Memphis tonight. And uh, we got some barbecue lined up there. We got a couple of cool things we're going to do there, too. So uh, it's going to be a fun, fun one. Okay, so explain the bet. So the bet was Kyle called in, right? Big yeah. Bengals fan. Yeah, go ahead. Wednesday. 
And Kyle called in towards the end of the show, uh, obviously bragging. Uh, he felt good about the Bengals against the Chiefs. And he challenged us to a bet. And it kind of, I wasn't going to say anything, but then it dawned on me that, like, wait a minute, I think we're driving through Cincinnati. So I could, if I take this bet one way or the other, somebody's getting a pie and that equals content. So I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, dude, I'll take the Chiefs all day. All right. Uh, I see that you have plastic. You're, you're practicing uh, safe uh, pie throwing. And we uh, are practicing safe pie throwing because it also dawned on me today that smelling like a <laughs> skyline chili pie. Oh! All the way to Memphis oh, would be a terrible no. idea. Okay, okay. So <laughs> look at that banger. Uh, what is what? So that's got the chili. Is that a five-way, a three-way? What is that, Kyle? Just a two-way chili and cheese. Chili and <laughs> cheese. Okay. No noodle. <laughs> All right. Uh, is is the French kid holding the camera? I'm gonna give the French kid uh, my phone, and then uh, we'll get ready. Are you ready for the pie? Yes. Yes, we'll okay, uh, great. Yeah, we'll count it down here. Okay, hold on one second. So Seaton uh, outside oh, Paul Brown Stadium. <laughs> That's a lot of chili. I didn't know it was going to be a skyline pie. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, all right. You ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a glob of cheese on his face. <laughs> <laughs> that looks good. Uh, well, yeah, it looks good. I could use a towel though. Does anybody have a towel that I could? Yeah. Oh, thank Hi, Dan. You. Oh, thank you, sir. so, so my, my brother. My, what the hell is my brother doing there? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Your brother is probably the best producer out in the field right now. He pretty much set the whole thing up. <laughs> So my brother, who lives outside of Cincinnati in Mason, he said, uh, "Hey, if Seton needs something, then I'll I'll be there for him. He's got a he's he, he's got a friend here. I can always help him. So my uh, my oldest brother, helping out. Hey, he came here. He brought he got uh, him and actually I don't know if I should give your lovely wife some credit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she got the poncho. It's like, well, you can't drive all the way to Memphis smelling like skylight chili. So that's the moment it dawned on me that it was probably a really bad idea. Was when his wife was like, "You guys, idiots, you can't do that." All right, uh, let us know when you get through Nashville, and uh, my thanks to uh, my brother and his wife Sue. Thank you, buddy. See you, buddy. All right, bye, guys. That was great. Yeah. And Kyle, too. Kyle, who won the bet. Outside the football stadium, now he gets in the sprinter van with a French kid and heads to Nashville. Yeah, my brother, I talked to my brother yesterday. He goes, you know, Seton needs help. You know, I'll be more than happy to help him. I go, no, I think he's good. Next thing I know, he's coming up with the bit. Hey, let's do a skyline pie there. Well done. That's original. Final hour coming up. 